If Reality Check Radio enriches your day and life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. Welcome back, everybody. You're here with me, Natalie Cutler-Welsh, on the Up Your Brave show on Reality Check Radio. And next, I'm talking to Craig Reynolds on the topic of the miracle unfolding. Welcome, Craig. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So good to connect. I know that we've been um, messaging each other on WhatsApp. So many interesting conversations to be had today. For those of you that don't know Craig, he has been plugged in, so to speak, from a very early age. As a child, he remembers numerous out-of-body episodes where he would experience time and space distortions. As he grew, he learned to shut down, to shut this down and attempted to fit in and be normal, failing miserably. He descended into two decades of darkness, utilizing anything and everything he could to disconnect from the calling that was constantly perusing him, pursuing him. He found himself at chiropractic college, graduated, and started working with a technique called network spinal analysis. 20 years on, and most of his work is now energetic in nature, integrating the bound of energy of the body with the unbound energetic informational field that surrounds and connects us all. Well, Craig, this sounds very interesting and intriguing. Um, Before we dive into the topic of the miracle unfolding, can you give us a bit more backstory on your journey, which seems like quite an eventful one? Yeah, absolutely, Natalie. Yeah, it's been an interesting ride. Uh, the chiropractic aspect was really awakening me to a universal intelligence. The philosophy that I heard uh, about a, a organizing force that was beyond the individual, but also interwoven within the individual, really switched something on in me. Uh, I, I also had a awareness that this physical body that we're experiencing uh, the physical reality through is a self-organizing system. So it's designed to heal, to organize itself, to continually evolve and expand. So I was really drawn to that um, to that element. And as I started through the chiropractic journey, I realized that in order to really fulfill that um, promise that the philosophy made, we were going to need to look a little bit beyond the structural adjustment that I was being taught from a traditional perspective. So this technique, Network Spinal Analysis, was in the early stages of really helping us to understand that all fundamental sustainable change would have to come from within. And that my job wasn't really to fix the body or to realign it, but to tap into the intelligence that organizes us. And that if we could do that successfully, the body would organize itself. And it was geared or orientated towards growth. So personal development, self-development, growth, evolution started to become the focus point for me. Mm. And then as I went further and further down the pathway, really exiting chiropractic and moving more and more towards understanding how do we optimize uh, the system, the vessel that we're in, not just from a physical perspective, but also mentally, emotionally and spiritually. How do we really integrate that? Uh, These processes just started to really unfold further and further from within me. To the point we find ourselves at now where a lot of what I'm understanding is that the physical form that we're experiencing life through is actually a a product of the unbound energetic field that surrounds every one of us. Uh, And it's the same field that we're all interconnected through. So the concept that we're not separate is really starting to ring home. Um, really starting to see the interconnectedness of all things. Uh, and that's a very exciting time. 
It it is an exciting time. Um, and because I think a lot of people are realizing that connection between the the body and the mind and the body's natural ability to heal. Are you seeing a bit of a shift with the way people approach their own body, their health and wellness? Yeah, we're definitely seeing a shift in the capacity for the system to reorganize. So, you know, 30 to 40 years ago, the human developmental psychologists began to um, track and see that there was a major developmental shift starting to occur in humanity. All the previous agreed upon levels of development, and there were five of those levels of development, had all been partial uh, but complete within themselves, but partial. They weren't really whole. And for the first time, they were really starting to see an individual showing up that was much more integrated, where they valued and were understanding all of the previous aspects that had come before, but then transcending and including that to create one whole integrated system. So they were starting to see that in an individual. So rather than being a specialist of the mind or a, a, an athlete, um, or but then not being able to have a relationship or hold down a job, they're really starting to see that we were getting this one unified system. And so I drew into that and started to look at that and understood that that was quite a major shift that would happen if all of humanity went through that. So probably about 15 years ago, I started to put my attention or information came to me really, which drew me towards the awareness of a shifting consciousness. Uh, on my website, there's a, um, an article there uh, called A Shifting Consciousness, and it really explains how the systems and structures that we're seeing right now in this present day um, being stretched and struggling to organize to the next level of development, they were going to come apart and we were going to start experiencing life and organizing ourselves in radically different ways, ways that we couldn't really comprehend. So fast forward to now, and what I'm observing every day in the office now is really a integrated system. Uh, coherence is a key word. Uh, we're seeing nervous systems that are becoming much more energy efficient. There's a real vibrational change occurring in people. And Previously, it would take a series of visits to get to that. Now I'm seeing people showing up who I haven't really worked on. And after a visit or two, their whole system is vibrating at a different frequency. And it's a more coherent, it's more um, congruent, it's more in alignment with who they are. People are starting to see beyond the stories, they're effectively observing life from beyond the matrix. So they can see the programming, they can see the systems and the structures. And again, how those systems and structures have supported us to this point in time, but really don't look like there's much more wiggle room for them to go to that next level. So yes, I'm seeing major changes. It's happening very, very rapidly. Uh, there's changes in multiple areas. I'll share a little bit more of that. To get there, one of the vehicles, the vehicle that I'm working with to get people there, is really about helping the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of ourselves to come into alignment, to resolve anything that's bound up within us from our past. So anything that's unresolved, anything that we've been avoiding, uh, consciously or unconsciously, uh, is very rapidly coming to the surface now, not just as an individual, but also as a collective, as a culture, as humanity as a whole. Um, yeah, we're being exposed, so to speak. Uh, a lot of what has been hidden in the shadows is now coming into the light. It's not that comfortable for everybody because it's going to require some structural, some behavioral, some perceptual changes on an individual and collective level. So very, very exciting times. You know, the title of the talk, um, A Miracle Unfolding, is you know, that's exactly how I observe it. 
some of what I'm hearing from people is, is extraordinary. Magical things are happening in their life as their nervous system becomes more and more coherent. I guess what excites me the most about that is that the process is becoming more user-friendly because the demands on people's time and resources to come to that point are becoming less and less and less as more people reach that critical point and we start to have this tipping point where people are coming online, so to speak. For those of you that are listening, we'd love to know if this resonates and specifically that uh, point that Craig just mentioned about things coming into the light things that you need to maybe acknowledge or release, let go of. Let us know if that resonates for you. Um, 2057 on the text, or you can email inbox at realitycheck.radio. Yeah, so what do you mean when you talk about the miracle unfolding? Well, what is that exactly? Yeah, it, it, it's obviously it's multi-layered, but the the idea of a shift in consciousness for humanity as a collective, a unifying of uh, of us individually to understand and to start to work as one complete whole organism. Uh, that's miraculous in itself. But I guess from a tangible everyday experience, you know, some of the some of the feedback that we're getting from people, some of the things that they are coming in and sharing with us, some of the experiences I'm having, um, yeah, it's just it's nothing short of. Um, like a fairy tale starting to unfold. Uh, people coming in and having spontaneous um, synchronicities and and areas of life just magically opening up for them, relationships, job opportunities, um, people being called into more high-end leadership roles, um, people starting to detach from the circumstances and starting to come in and, and talking and articulating to us in terms of energy, actually starting to explain not what's happening in their life, but the energetics of that, starting to see how where we focus our attention uh, with energy and conscious choice. Uh, we are master creators. We're master manifestors. But what I'm getting and what I'm seeing is that people are not doing that anymore from a place of lack. So people are coming in and there, there is no need to release anything. There's no healing really to be done because everything was perfect just to bring us to this point in time where we start to awaken to what we truly are, which is you know a spiritual, mental, emotional being. Uh, we're soul incarnated. We're having a physical experience, but we are not just this physical experience. Um, you know, there's a vision from the future that I'm getting that's sort of downloading and that suggests that in the future, in the not so distant future, I believe, you know, humanity's gone beyond the illusion of this physical reality and our circumstances being the only game in town. Uh, the dramas, the polarizations, the judgments, the hierarchies, we realize there's way more than that. And there's almost like an obsession or a hunger to seek more, to go beyond, to keep growing and developing. That's the primary objective that we, uh, I believe, will we'll start to focus on in the near distant future. Um, in addition to that, we're really seeking a richer, richer, magical, more sort of extraordinary experience of life. But it's not so much for ourselves. It's more about those we impact, how we can unify and bring people together to collaborate. Um, you know, there's a there's a hunger. Um, we're learning, we're giving and getting. You know, one of the key messages I'd like to put across to your audience because I see. You know, a lot of the people who are of service giving, 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 and not mm -hmm. receiving, and that's an incomplete. Because then they end up in a heap. Yeah, and there's a crash, you know, and then they get frustrated because it's like, oh, I'm giving all of this and I'm not getting what I need. So, you know, the integrated um, version of humanity that the masses will move towards at some stage, they're going to need to see really um, good examples to model. 
And so we've got to learn to give and get, and we've got to learn and and, and be okay with that being something that we may not have done so well. But the the real the real key is that we are going to start, and I'm seeing this with the people that I'm that I'm serving and impacting. We're going to start working with the multi-dimensional energies that really connect us all. Uh, the same energies that are beyond this physical reality that create everything that we're experiencing in this physical reality, this construct that we're experiencing life through. Uh, we will understand and start to utilize focused attention, the real power of focused attention, energy, and conscious choice. Um, but ultimately, we're just going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate this small window of time that we have on Earth. Uh, and whatever the lessons or learnings are, I, I personally believe that everything um, we have done up till now has been the preparation. It's game time. It's like we are now entering into the game. It's time to have the experience. Uh, there's nowhere to hide. Um, one of the one of the cool things I saw recently, which has been very uncomfortable for a lot of us, is that I believe COVID was the great unifier. So I know people have a lot of different perspectives on it, but when I step right back out, what I realize is that for that period of time, most of humanity in the world were aware of COVID and had some singular focus towards that. Mm -hmm. um, once we got that awareness, we all separated off into our own groups of our own belief systems and our own um, you know, polarities and, and, and became separate around it. But there was a unification around that topic. I believe that was probably the catalyst that, that connected the conscious, the collective field at another whole level. What I observed is that when the, when the recent um, shenanigans kicked off in the Middle East, I observed in the week after that, a lot of people, I'd say 95% of the people coming into my office were in a very low energy state. Um, there was like a defeat. It was like, oh, not this again. And what I saw there was for the very first time that there was like a unified response to something that wasn't happening in our back doorstep. And it really reinforced to me that that unity that was created, that singular point of focus that COVID created, was now starting to express itself through other areas where people were en masse focusing their attention. Now, what it did is brought us into the, some of the lower energy states or the lower stages of healing. So people will have noticed over the last month or two that there's been a lot of physical, mental, and emotional upheaval, quite a lot of instability. Um, there's been a lot of serious illness. There's been a lot of breakdown in those areas. And I believe that's part of the breaking down of the collective field, um, bringing the collective field to a point of surrender where we realize that we can't go on like this anymore. And as we start to do that en masse, I believe we're going to see uh, the transformation, this shift uh, truly unfold. I believe we're in the shift now. It's not a theory or a concept anymore. Uh, we're starting to see it unfold. There's a few uh, things that need assembling in the average person in order for them to really step in and experience the magic of this, uh, the magic of living in what we might call a multi-dimensional way, where we're starting to tap in and understand that we are not just this physical being, but there's more to it than that. And you know, some of the work that we're doing, um, any sort of integrated practices, uh, anything that brings awareness and consciousness to people, um, where they take more self-responsibility and are able to see beyond the programming, these are the sorts of strategies that are going to bring people um, online and start to realize that there's this whole other game that's available for us to play if we just know the rules and understand how to tap into that. So this conversation is going to really be 
pretty um, eye-opening or or very new to some of my listeners and to other ones. It'll be like, they'll be so excited that we're talking about this. Like, finally, someone's talking about this in the media as such. So it is a very exciting time. And I can see how you feel positive about the future when you look at things from this wider perspective, as do I. What is there anything we can share with our audience today, practical things or insights or or an exercise or an activity or a process that they could do to help them move towards this um this way of looking at the world or, yeah, I know you do things in your clinic when people come in in person, but is there anything that you can share with us that we could maybe, um, that people could maybe practice or implement or ponder to help them? Yes, absolutely. Um, Before I do that, I'll just, I'll just hone in on a a point you made there. Uh, The reason I'm so positive is because even though outside of me, it looks like everything is falling apart, what I'm feeling in the physiology and the vibration of the individual vessel, shall we Mm -hmm. say, the physical vessel is a higher level of order. And what I'm observing and hearing from people and the speed at which I'm seeing change makes me very, very confident that we are going to organize to the next level of human development. It's just going to get a little messy for a while. And so absolutely, people are going to need some tools and strategies. And there's going to be people who, and again, I'm 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 not taking you right out there yet, okay? I'm still being conservative in what I'm sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, you know, there are some practical things. The first thing I would encourage people to do is try to step back from themselves a little bit and try to hold a higher, what I'd call a higher level observer. Um, we, When we're still in the density of the physical dimension, uh, we are easily polarized. So we are easily um, influenced uh, by narratives uh, or by opinions uh, through fear. And we've all experienced that in the past few years. Um, where, and we've all seen an example of how a narrative can can lead a large group of people into decisions. And so the first thing that we want to do is step back and just observe ourselves and watch our language, watch some of the behaviors. Try to see if you can witness areas of life that you're disconnecting in. And you may be doing that um, through you know um, social de- or devices or through alcohol, drugs, food, TV, try to be accountable to the little unconscious programs that you have running. Observe the family culture that you came through, and observe how you may be not a clone, but you may be running some of those cultural social programs. Uh, observe whether you have rejected those programs and you're doing the opposite of that. Things like observe your breath. What's the rate and rhythm of your breath? What is the energy or the emotion behind your outbreath? And try to really like come back into yourself to make this to to bridge this um, this vision that I shared. You know, really the mission is to close the gap between where we're living at the moment and what's possible for ourselves in the future. That is going to require us to be able to recognize and witness and observe ourselves without judgment. So number one thing, stop judging yourself. Stop judging others. Observe when you're getting polarized. You'll know when you're getting polarized because there'll be an emotional charge to it. Okay, Who's right and who's wrong? Who do I agree with or disagree with? Do I like this or dislike that? The minute you're polarized, you're disconnected from your higher source. And that is not going to help us to make this shift to a higher consciousness or a or the next level of human development. If there's one thing I could implore upon the audience is please, please be responsible for not polarizing 
through judgment. Okay, and I know that's difficult because we've all been put through the ringer in the last few years, and we've all been forced on some level to choose a side. Mm. But my encouragement now, what really dissolves the system or the 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 system that allowed that to occur is when we refuse to be polarized by it, when we refuse to separate ourselves and pick a side, when we understand that free choice is free choice. And it's okay, whatever choice we made. What we don't want to do is get into blaming or judging the decisions that others made. That's fueling the fire. That's what keeps the system in play. The fastest way to reorganize the system to something that's more cohesive for unity is to be neutral about it. So there's a lot of things I've given there. On a more practical sense, I would highly encourage everyone to go out to your local health food store and get a bottle of trace minerals. Okay, so from a basic biology, biological perspective, uh, we are mostly mineral deficient and we need to at least get some basic trace minerals into the system. That's probably my one recommendation for people. Uh, minerals. Is that literally what it's called? You, the bottle says trace minerals. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. You'll get that anywhere, any health food shops, super cheap. Um, I, we, we sell it here, but I worked it out to be like eight cents a dose. That's all it costs. And we're highly under-mineralized. All the, all the minerals in the soils are depleted. But the minerals are the basic building blocks that create synergy in the system. They're the one bit that allows everything to work. So there's some practical things there. Um, yeah. If you're looking for models or for programs or for people to work with, that will bring you into this shift, I would recommend looking for integrated um, models. So anything that is looking to integrate physical, mental, emotional, spiritual is the key, okay? Um, in an ideal world, if you can, you want your nervous system to be what we call coherent. And that means that um, we've got to embody the concepts. A lot of what I'm sharing won't be new for people. The difference is we've got to get it resonating in the system in the biology of the body resonating in the energy field that's around us then it seems to slot in and we can really start to see these magical experiences unfolding i'll share one with you in a minute if um if 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 i can that sounds good what's coming to me is you know this we have a um, mental health, right, is a massive issue here in New Zealand and people, well, you know, we need more funding and there's all these wait lists. But I feel like mental health, it could be so much more holistic or integrated the way that people approach it and look at it. And a lot of the stuff we're talking about, some people would never have heard of. They just get on the wait list for a psychologist or a counselor and then they do talk therapy. I don't know. What are your thoughts on how we can help Kiwis in terms of this mental health situation? Yeah, I think, I think the first thing is, is that we have to take a broader um, angle of it. I think that we're narrowing in and we're looking at the outcome. We're looking a lot at um, what is the problem and then how do we solve that problem rather than stepping way, way, way back out and looking at what is the catalyst for the mind to be organizing itself in that way in the first place. Uh, a lot of what I believe will be going on in the mental health uh, domain, because I, I see it a lot, um, it's a lot to do with the amount of energy that the system has available to organize with. So when we're in a low energy state, then our choices narrow down. Um, the emotions, the thoughts we have available, the amount of energy to get up and exercise and do those things, it's just, it's not really there. Uh, so it's going to require a much more holistic approach. It's going to require a much bigger understanding of how we're programming our children. Because, you know, between ages 7 and 11, 
Uh, the mind is being programmed with the belief systems of the parents or the culture or society in order to fit in and be accepted and be a stable member of society. Now, if that programming is not congruent with who that person is um, from a spiritual or a authenticity perspective, there's going to be a disconnect there. And so as they then develop into the teenagers, uh, they start to realize that th this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. I don't know who I am. I'm struggling with my identity. And the minute they start struggling with their identity, they start to turn in on themselves and start to ask questions about, am I good enough? What's wrong with me? Like, why can't I have it like everybody else does? Everyone else seems to be doing it really easily. And, and there's this internal dialogue that starts to, to come through on the mental level, um, but is also influencing us emotionally and physically. So I believe a lot of it is, I, I believe probably the the big solution to that is to really educate the parents on on that critical age group and how to nurture that age group to help that age group to understand that we are giving you a basic foundation to go into the world and have experiences with. Don't have to believe our version of it, but it will get you started and you will make mistakes and you will feel uncomfortable sometimes, but that's okay. Uh, that's part of the human experience. All growth comes, all, all, all people will know this, all real significant change in life comes from things that have been uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, all the big changes I've made in my life have been at the point of collapse. And those collapses are very painful. But I look back on them now and go, that's what shaped me. What we're looking at is, can we create that shift without the need for the collapse? Because that's what's going to need to happen for the for society. We we can't again, this is my perspective, but for some of the bigger issues in society around education, around um, medicine, around finances, um, you know, we're not going to see an overnight shift in that. That would be destructive for society. We're going to need to see a gentle reorganizing of that into another way. Most of the systems will probably survive, but they'll be organized and run in a different way. And so we've, it's going to be a transition. There's there's a gap between where we are and where we need to be. Um, but yeah, mental health is about, you know, because then you've got to also understand that part of the mental health issue is the fact that the nervous system is organized in a sympathetic state and is, is firing off from a fight-flight perspective. And so if you stay in that state for a long time or a chronic state of fight-flight, then everything is operating from the complete opposite of how it's meant to be set up. So there's multiple things going on there. The key is to integrate, is to actually be able to be in myself with all of my faults and my imperfections. I'm the first to put my hand up and say, I'm not perfect, right? I have many imperfections and I understand that that's a part of the human experience. That's what spurs evolution. That's what continues to encourage me to grow is the fact that, there's more to work on. There's more to work on. I think the society and with our Instagrams and our Facebooks and all of the all of the you know, you know just what's 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 put on the children these days, mm -hmm. we're getting a false sense of self and who we are meant to be, which is not who we are. And so, yeah, we need to we need to back up a little bit and, and look at how are we how are we how are we preparing the seven to 11 year old to step into their power and know who they are and who they're not. So they can go and test the world as they move further and further away from us as adults. Something that's come up multiple times in the past few days for me is the topic of boundaries around, you know, in order to have clear boundaries, 
you first need to know who you are. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, a lot of it was particularly for me in, in the entrepreneurial world that I live in, where a lot of us, you know, boundaries is, you know, what is your availability and like, what is your price? And are you overgiving with your IP, your intellectual property or your products, you know, or, but boundary, I mean, I think that's so relevant right now is a lot of people are starting to question more and more, who am I in a good way? They're starting to really want to under, understand or understand who they are and what they're here for and what they will stand for and that, what they won't stand for. And that's the boundary piece. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, totally agree with that. I think um, boundaries will often get, well, they're not confused, but I think that what people are doing is they're often setting boundaries with the external environment. So they'll set a boundary around a circumstance. So say in relationships, they say someone, someone oversteps their boundary in relationships. So then they'll communicate to that person that, hey, you've you've stepped over the boundary and I'm not accepting it. Uh, that is a form of boundary setting, but your boundary setting to the circumstance or the situation or the thing that's outside of you, the real power, the real re-empowerment that brings us a stronger sense of self is that when we quietly internally reset the boundary that we have for ourselves and we take accountability and responsibility for what's going on outside of us, knowing that the reason that's happening is because I didn't hold the boundary with myself. Mm -hmm. So there's a key distinction there because uh, otherwise what happens is you know, I could set a boundary with someone from a relationship perspective, and they may not be able to hold that just because where they are at energetically. So yeah, boundaries is really where it's at. That's what brings us into what I call the season of transformation, where we start to reclaim our power over how we're in relationship with ourselves. A lot of people think transformation is about the transformation of my life. No, it's the transformation of the relationship you have with yourself where you come back and own yourself and you take responsibility for what's going on around you, knowing that you allowed it to get to there. And so that's the boundaries. Yeah, you've allowed that's the, it. That's the boundaries. Where people get confused and where they get frustrated is when they try to set the boundary with what's happened outside of them without realizing that's a product of myself and how I've allowed or not allowed certain things to unfold. So yes, I agree. Boundaries, is, I mean, you know, the title up your brave is about a boundary. Um, it's about, well, in my perspective, um, being courageous and stepping in and owning yourself and knowing this is who I am. This is what I'm here for. I see through the illusion. I can see the games that are being played. A lot, Most people listening to this will have done that on many levels, especially mm -hmm. with circumstances outside of ourselves. Uh, but then it becomes about building momentum towards resolving whatever it was that was allowing me to play a small game. And in the resolution of that, we open up to something much, much bigger. We start to access these things I'm talking about, multidimensional realities. Uh, we start to have magical experiences. I've got a client who I worked on on Thursday sending me a text saying, I don't understand what just happened. It felt like I was in your office for 10 minutes. Um, well, sorry, I was in your office for 10 minutes. It felt like 40 minutes. I'm driving down the road, everything is slowed down, the indicators, everything is going in slow motion. This is the most amazing experience. And that's what's occurring if we can bring the nervous system into coherence. We start to bridge into that, what we call fourth dimension, time-space, and we start to realize that time-space is not the way the mind has set it up. It's not this linear process at all. We absolutely have the capacity to speed time up or slow it down. A lot of the listeners will be starting to notice that they're living more in present time. Uh, in the past, we would have a fear of what would happen in the future. Or we'd be going back into the past to, to replay things. Uh, definitely what I'm hearing in my um, crew is that people are much more present time. And as a result of that, they're having a much richer, more expanded experience. 
experience of life. So all of these things are starting to happen. People may also be aware that there's been a narrative about moving from a third to fifth dimensional consciousness and how we're going into this great awakening. And I would agree, we are going into this uh, new energetic experience where we're going to be able to, and we're working with this in the office, access multiple dimensions in order to blend consciousness and bring in information and live in a different way. Um, some would call it a superhuman way. There's new faculties, new capacities are coming online for people. And I'm hearing it from your average person walking into the office from off the street going, what the heck was that? Because I've just had this experience over here and I've never felt something like that before. So again, I believe, you know, that's a miracle in my eyes. Um, I was studying and I was educating around this for maybe 10 or 12 years, um, knowing or trusting it was going to unfold. And it's we're in it. It's happening right now. So very, very exciting times for people. These capacities are available to all of us, all of us. It's just that a lot of us don't have the conscious awareness yet to see and to realize that they're unfolding in front of us, right in front of our eyes, because we're still in the we're still being held under the illusion mm. of the of the matrix or the narratives that are getting us to go into the future or the or the or the um, past. So I'd encourage all the listeners to just stop and notice present time. One more thing, if I may, um, nature is really opening up and starting to reciprocate to us. Uh, previously, you know, I've always heard people go, oh, "I go into nature and it charges me," and it just never did that for me. Right? It was like I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> recently, I've noticed. Recently, I've noticed that when I go now and put my attention, my focused attention on nature, there is an energetic feedback from that. And it's rich. It's so rich. It's much more enriched than it ever used to be for me. So I would encourage listeners, if you want to test some of what I'm what I'm suggesting here, go out to nature and just put your attention on nature and just watch the level of feedback that you get from that. And notice how that's a, a more magical, richer feedback than may have been previously available. While we're speaking of nature, do you have any thoughts on weather? and wild weather and such that we've experienced in New Zealand, but also I know in, in Aussie at the moment and around the world? Uh, well, I can give you a perspective. I, I haven't done any research on it or looked at it, um, but I see that the whole system is being reorganized. So if you look at any, any area of this physical reality right now, whether it's um, our social interactions, whether it's our health, whether it's the weather, um, whether it's a narrative, Everything is showing massive instability at the moment. Uh, everything is out, it's not out of alignment, but everything is in a different rhythm. So I wouldn't expect any any area. I, th I think you would find if you put your attention on any area that we experience as a physical reality right now, any circumstance or situation, you're going to see that it's not behaving or performing the way it used to. And I believe that we need a certain amount of instability in the system in order to organize to this next level of development. And again, going back to the reason why I'm I'm positive and optimistic and quite excited is because I'm seeing now a higher level of organization. All of these people that I'm working with who are now experiencing these miraculous sort of um, you know experiences of life, they've all gone through a phase of instability. Mm -hmm. They've all gone through the break, it's not breakdown, but the reorganizing of their system in order to have those experiences. I just believe we're starting to see that en masse. Uh, I think that we're seeing it in every system and structure. The thing is, if we go back into history, I mean, our history is pretty clouded. We don't, I mean, we, we 
we have ideas about what weather has been like in the past. Um, I, I think that we'll have seen much, much more extreme weather events than what we're seeing right now. I just think that humanity as a whole is being asked to focus on that. But, and again, it's a polarizing strategy. Yeah. Look at the weather and choose a side. Is it being manipulated or is it a natural occurrence? Um, again, I think it's a distraction. I think it's a distraction. Um, I would encourage people to come back to themselves and feel into themselves and know what is true for you and live it. And realize you're not meant to be perfect. You're meant to make mistakes. We need to give each other some grace and realize that we're all imperfect. And suddenly we can just like meet each other where we're at, mm. um, not through my filter of who I need Natalie to be or the next person to be, but just who is Natalie? And can I get some wisdom from her and, ex and experience her and meet her for who she is without having to have a judgment on the way she dresses or how she speaks or what her perspectives are? So a lot of what's going on at the moment, there's instability in it. Just be okay with that, people. It's part of what's necessary. For the masses, I think we'll see a lot of that coming in the coming years. Um, but I also believe that we're seeing a much smoother transition for the people now who are ready to make that leap into this next tier of, of consciousness. And we have the processes are starting to become available that are going to guide people through that. So it's super, super exciting. Courage and grace have come up a lot lately, but I think you're right in terms of, for me at least, I'm being, I'm fascinated by humanity. I'm fascinated by what's going on at the moment. And that does enable me to stay, I guess, a little bit more positive or high vibe about everything. Um, I'd love to ask you, you mentioned before about Up Your Brave. What is one thing you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave? Ooh. I was contemplating whether you would ask me this question because I just, you know, to me, I'm constantly pushing the boundary. I, I like to be on what we call right out on the edge, um, a front runner. Uh, so I guess, you know, if I talked about my work, uh, because I'm often quite guarded about what I share around my work, mm -hmm. because so much of it is beyond my mind, it's very hard for me to articulate it. Um, but if I was to up my brave right now in the moment, um, I could share with the audience that I believe that I'm now starting to be able to, to access a multi-dimensional reality for people when I'm working with them and weave consciousness for them, uh, layering down um, these sort of time-space um, changes. So I'm allowing more of the energy and information to come through me and I'm getting more and more out of the way. I think that's a very brave thing to do because my lower mind wants to be in control. Mm -hmm. It wants to rationalize. It wants to make sure I'm not overstepping boundaries or, or going to put people in a situation that may cause harm. And so on a daily level now, I'm, I, I think, you know, the up the brave is just letting go and letting go and letting go and letting go and trusting. I'm, I'm learning to trust where the energy takes me rather than where I think it should take me. Um, I'm learning to use my thinking mind in a really, really different way. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to notice that when I get intuition now, um, it's not like I'm being given a suggestion anymore. I'm being given a very clear instruction. Mm. Um, it's like, this is not an idea, Craig. This is what <laughs> you're going to do. And so to be able to trust that and to, you know, trust in that higher, higher consciousness, I think is a pretty brave thing to do. So, I, so I'm not sure if that answers your question or not. 
It um, does. And I think I, th- I imagine some other people listening will be doing the same thing in their own way, you know, trusting, letting go, not having to control everything. Yeah. And yeah, the more we can surrender, the more we can surrender, the easier the transition is going to be. Mm. That's that's the reality of it. But, you know, the, the lower mind is fearful of surrender because it doesn't want you to have to feel the pain of that wound that was anchored in at an earlier age. So there's a little internal battle that will go on for a wee while. But again, the dynamics are there right now for the destabilization of that. So people People out there will be will be experiencing the physical, mental, and emotional. Okay, so my encouragement to you is just surrender to it. It'll be much easier in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> what about the bucket list? Is there anything on your bucket list that you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime? Possibly something we can help with. Well, I just think the whole of the journey is is the bucket list. Um, I again, uh, my whole framework of how I organize my life has changed because often um, bucket lists are our formation of mind and they are things that we want to see do or experience um, from from a materialistic or a, or a physical reality uh, my bucket list is really just to get out of the way and let source energy take over and guide me to where I need to be to trust my to trust that um, to articulate that as best I can knowing that a lot of it is beyond the mind and not to be afraid of whether I'm going to be received or not so my bucket list is to just help transition as many people as possible to experience what I'm experiencing and what the people around me are experiencing, because this, I believe, is where we will see the shift for humanity. And because, you know, the future looks really, really good if we can start to, if we can stop competing with each Mm -hmm. other and start collaborating, it's going to be magical. It's just that we're breaking, you know, generations of programming and that's going to take a little bit of time. So my bucket list would be to help as many people as possible to have that experience so they know what's possible. Then they can choose whether they want to step into that or not. Amazing. What about what's coming up for you in the next six months? I don't know if you do plan ahead like that or if you just take every day as it comes. Oh, it's really and funny. how can people connect with you? That's really funny because you historically I've not been a planner. Uh, and in a couple of or maybe a month ago, I sat down and went, right, I'm going to create a plan for the next three years. So I quickly sketched out a plan and like half of it's already unfolded in front of me <laughs> within like two months. So uh, what I do have coming up is I'm working at the moment on a what I call the Keystone Principle. It's a tool, a very powerful tool, which will help people uh, to start to observe and recognize the programming, the areas of life they're stuck in. Uh, it's it's not an exercise per se. It's a it's a way of experiencing yourself uh, that desensitizes or, or neutralizes you to the emotional aspects. You'll be able to find that on my website. Uh, it's it, we, we, I'm well into the into the creation of that. But the more I go into it, the more I realize I've got to get it right. And it's it's um, it's a very very powerful tool. Very simple. Very powerful. It's enough to help people integrate. Uh, this third dimensional reality, this physical reality, and to begin to position them to go beyond their circumstances. So I'm really, really excited about this. What I see for that in the future is a game changer for people, really powerful for people who can't get to me in person. Um, what I would yeah, say is- Yeah, because you are you in Mangafai? Yeah, I have two offices. I have an office in Northland and I'll have people that will travel from Whangarei or all around that area mm-hmm. um, to see me. Um, that's located in Mangafai. I have an office in Remuera uh, where people will come to as well. So that's where I'm located. Mm-hmm. And I encourage people, if you can get to me in physical form, to do that. Because uh, again, um, 
a lot of what I'm talking about requires some level of embodiment. Uh, having it as an idea or a concept, that's not enough anymore. Uh, we've got to be the vibrational reality of that. But I'm seeing that happen so quickly for people now. Um, again, this is, this is exciting for me. And, you know, there's massive growth. We're figuring out how to create more space for people so that we can serve more people. Um, they're really good headaches for us to be having. So how can people find you? Do you have a website you can reel off for us or socials? Yes. Uh, the website is orenda, O-R-E-N-D-A dot N-Z. Mm-hmm. And what I would say about that website is anything you read, all the content on that website is super coherent. Um, reading that information is enough to start activating uh, change within you. It's psychoactive material. Uh, and so I encourage people just just flick through there, just start to get a feel for the language, get a feel for for the the concept that we're sharing there. Uh, we have Instagram. I'm just dipping my toe in the water of Instagram. I'm still trying to find my Instagram identity <laughs> uh, to figure out how does this thing work. Uh, is is this Instagram thing even real? Uh, so I'm 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 a work in progress on Instagram. Are you Arenda on Instagram? Uh, yes, I believe so. Arenda NZ, I believe so. Um, we can share a link with that. Okay. Um, we're, we're coming back onto Facebook. Uh, again, that's a Arenda NZ link. Um, and we're on Telegram as well. So we're, we're readily accessible, but the website is your first point of contact. And I would encourage people to go there first to get a, a nice overview of what we're doing. Amazing. So if you're listening and and you've been intrigued by some of the stuff we've talked about, um, definitely go and have a look at that. What else is coming up for you, Craig, or in terms of what you want to share? Is there anything else you'd love to share with our audience before we wrap things up today? Uh, I'd just like to share a message of encouragement. I know it's been tough. Uh, I know a lot of people are um, angry or fearful, frustrated. Um, A lot of people are um, I wouldn't say obsessed, but we're watching every move of what's going on geopolitically, waiting for waiting for what we're waiting for. Um, I would encourage everyone just to keep going. Um, these things take time. We have to recognize that we're in the early stages of some phenomenal shift that humanity's never seen before. That's not going to happen overnight. The easiest thing, the smoothest way for us to to really navigate this is to come back to yourself to to absolutely we have to be doing self-development um i don't care what you're doing just do some sort of self-development read a book uh be mindful of what you're watching be mindful of um you know what you're what you're saying and keep going um we are going through the shift one way or the other there's an easy way and there's a mm-hmm. difficult way but i just encourage everyone just to, to trust your inner wisdom um go to nature Look at how it's reciprocating to you. There's glitches in the matrix. You'll start to see them. Things are not lining up the way they used to. Cracks in the system. Uh, and we just need to enjoy the experience. I mean, we are here for such a short period of time. We have chosen to be here at this time for a very specific purpose. Enjoy the ride. Um, enjoy the highs. Enjoy the lows. Um, just have fun with it. And and try to meet each other with our imperfections, if I can say that. Um be okay with people being clunky and stepping on boundaries. It's okay. Um, as long as we're solid in ourselves, it's okay for people to bang into us or bump into us. Um, it's only when we have an expectation that they should have done it differently or that it should be different that we're going to find ourselves struggling. So just a message of encouragement. Keep going, people. What I'm seeing is magical. I wouldn't be articulating this um, and sharing this if I wasn't 
confident in what I believe comes next because I'm experiencing it. And I know that we're at the very beginning of what's going to happen here. Like we're at the very, very beginning of something very magical. And everyone who's listening and listening to this point of the of the interview uh, will be aware of that on some level. So good. Thank you so much, Craig Reynolds, everybody on The Miracle Unfolding. Thanks, Craig. And thank thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for tuning in to RCR Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to, just like what you're listening to. Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. Or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you. So connect with us today.